More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Friday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I hope all of you are ready to roll into the weekend with me today. Buck would much rather be here, but he is in the process of moving into a new place in Florida. So he and Carrie are engaging in that always difficult task. He'll be back with me on Monday. It's just me and you rolling through on Friday, headed into the weekend. A little bit of a roadmap of where we're headed. Doug Burgum is going to join us at 1.30. North Dakota governor had a pretty solid, I thought, performance on the stage Wednesday night out in the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. And he has not yet been on the program. I think he's the only person who was on the stage that has not yet been on the Clay and Buck show, who is running for president there in the Republican primary. So we will talk with him at 1.30. My friend Tommy Laren, OutKick employee, Fox News impresario. She will be on with us at 2.30. That is where we are headed. But we begin with some breaking news happened this morning that is going to have many different ripple effects going forward. And let's start with uh, condolences. Diane Feinstein, uh, 90 years old, Longest serving woman senator in the history of the United States. She died. She passed this morning at the age of 90. Now, unfortunately, she has been in the news a great deal of late because she hasn't had the mental faculties and been able to do her job as senator. And we've talked about this some on the program because in a tightly contested 51 to 49 Senate, and that's being generous because Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema aren't really reliable Democrat voters. Uh, as you know, Cinema now is an independent. Manchin has flirted with independence. There isn't really a tangible ma- ma- majority in the United States Senate. So now with uh, Robert Menendez under fire, demands for him to resign in New Jersey, Democrats are in peril there. And now with Dianne Feinstein's death, Gavin Newsom, the governor, 
of California is forced to appoint a replacement for her. Now, here's the challenge. Her tenure was set to expire next year. It was reckless of her to run and still be in office to this point. She did not have the ability to even make her own decisions in her own life, and she was still voting as a United States senator. She has a power of attorney that she signed over to her family members. That means that she was able to bind the United States by voting as a senator, but she was not able to contractually bind herself as an individual in her own life. That's scary. She has a legacy. She was a very powerful senator. She has a long legacy of serving this country. But in the last several years, that legacy vanished to the point where she really didn't know what was going on from one moment to the next. And if you saw her speaking in committees, you could tell that she had no real idea what was taking place. And unfortunately, there are many different members of the United States government who are still in that position. Uh, Let's play. Let me play for you. Here is Joe Biden on Dianne Feinstein. Listen. I believe that's cut. I want to say a brief word about Senator Dianne Feinstein, who passed away this morning. She was a historic figure, trailblazer for women and a great friend. Dianne made her mark in everything from national security to the environment, gun safety to protecting civil liberties. The country's going to miss her dearly, and so will Jill and I. I More to say about her later today. Okay, here's the reality. And I think it's hard not to think about this when you hear Joe Biden talking about Dianne Feinstein. She shouldn't have run for the last term of office in the Senate. It was reckless for her to do so. She was elected at 84 or 85 years old for that final six-year term. I feel like that same thing is going to happen with Joe Biden. And and I hate that you have to have this conversation, but it is of paramount importance that the leaders of this country have the physical and mental ability to be able to do the jobs. So we'll talk about Joe Biden here in a moment, but in the short term, Politically, this is a mess for Gavin Newsom because Gavin Newsom, governor of California, has come out and said the same thing that Joe Biden said, which is he'll only pick a black woman to replace this particular absence. If you'll remember, Joe Biden, when he was campaigning in February of 2020, said that on the Supreme Court, he would only place a black woman. That is how we ended up with Katanji Brown-Jackson Uh, as the newest Supreme Court justice. Well, Gavin Newsom said the same thing. I believe we have audio of him saying, if I need to make an appointment, it will be a black woman. Listen. If, in fact, Dianne Feinstein uh, were to retire, uh, will you nominate an African-American woman um, to restore the seat that Kamala Harris is no longer in the United States Senate? And do you have a name in mind? I have multiple names in mind. We have multiple names in mind, and the answer is yes. Okay, so he has now done the same thing that Joe Biden did, which is commit to racism and sexism as the sole factor upon which he is going to make a determination to pick someone to replace Dianne Feinstein, just as Joe Biden did for a Supreme Court justice. To me, this it's hard to find a more perfect representation 
of the identity politics taking over of the Democrat Party than these two decisions in concert. Because beyond a shadow of a doubt, they are sexist and racist. 94% of Americans are not black women. That means that Joe Biden and Gavin Newsom are both saying at the outset, 94% of the American population I will not consider for these jobs. And when they make that comment, what they are saying is that you should be judged entirely by something that you did not choose. This is important. None of us choose our gender. None of us with functional brains. Certainly not at birth. And we also don't choose our race. Those are things that we are born with. To me, your race and your gender are two of the least interesting things about you because they say nothing about the individual choices in life that you are made, making. But also when you are saying that we are going to completely eliminate all criteria other than your race and your gender, as now Joe Biden and Gavin Newsom both have said for filling incredibly important roles in the United States government. What you are saying is you're simultaneously being sexist and racist directly while cutting the legs out from under the person that you are selecting. Look at what Trump did. In 2016, and I think this was a big reason why Trump won, there's a lot of nervousness about what he might do with the Supreme Court. I think one of the most brilliant things Trump did in his 2016 campaign was he said, hey, here's a list of all the highly qualified judges that I will consider in the event that there is a Supreme Court vacancy. And he put that list out. It was well vetted. Federalist Society had done a good job picking excellent candidates. And he said, here's the list. Look at it. And ultimately, Trump picked judges off the list. Joe Biden could have done that. Gavin Newsom could do that now. They could say, hey, here's a list of all the people that I'm considering for Supreme Court. Here's a list of all the people that I'm considering for this Senate vacancy. And we could all go look at that list. Media out there could do their deep dive. Politically, everybody could argue in favor of whomever they think is the best choice. And then... If Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom had picked a black woman, they could step in front of the cameras alongside of their choice and they could argue they looked at the whole list and they picked the most qualified candidate. They picked the best man, the best woman that was on that list in their opinion. And you or I might not agree with that. We might even say, well, this is still identity politics. But the nominee would not have been selected entirely based on her race or her gender. When you say, I'm only going to pick someone of a particular race or a particular gender, it is both racist and sexist. It also delegitimizes at the moment that you select them, the person that you are putting into that office. Because you aren't even giving the indication that that person was the best available for the job, you are playing 
naked identity politics. You are engaging in racism and sexism. And this fires me up. Because it is a direct refutation of everything that America stands for. The idea that the meritocracy should govern who ends up in positions of power. The best man or the best woman should win. By the way, not the best man pretending to be a woman, but that's an entirely different story. Already Gavin Newsom has stripped away the legitimacy of whomever he selects for the Senate because he is saying, I'm not picking the best man or the best woman, I'm picking a black woman. And you can't even argue that that black woman is being selected and believes, and Gavin Newsom believes that she is the best person for the job because he's already said he's not even going to consider 94% of the American population for that job. This is everything that's wrong with identity politics, which has taken over the Democrat Party. And ultimately, the irony here is Gavin Newsom knows it. Because Gavin Newsom, this is why I said yesterday, Gavin Newsom wants Trump to win because he knows that the politics of his own party make it almost impossible for him to end up a presidential nominee if Kamala Harris is sitting there because by his own standing and his own decisions, it would be racist and sexist for Kamala Harris not to be the 2028 Democrat Party nominee for president. In saying that he's only going to pick a black woman, This should be a disqualifying moment of electoral politics for anyone if we truly cared about having an American society that is equal for everyone. The way to solve issues of racism in America is not by engaging in direct issue (laughs) of racism. Racism doesn't cure racism. I'm going to tell you a story in a little bit about a book that I bet all of you read that has now been rejected by the Democrat Party. It's called To Kill a Mockingbird. The entire purpose of To Kill a Mockingbird was the idea that we all should be judged based on what is and is not true, regardless of what our gender or our race might be. I bet every single person almost listening to me right now, at some point, 7th, 8th, ninth grade, 10th grade, in school, you were probably assigned To Kill a Mockingbird. The Democrat Party is now the villains of the book To Kill a Mockingbird because they believe all that should matter when it comes to judging truth, justice, fairness in American society is the identity of the individuals involved, not the facts and the truth. I'm fired up about this. By the way, it's Friday, so we're going to be taking a lot of your calls. 800-282-2882. All of you can dive in. And you can share your opinions as well on a variety of different subjects across the land. If we've said something this week that you disagree with, you can come and make the case of why Buck or myself was wrong. It is open forum Friday. 800-282-2882. Will we see a new currency system introduced by the Biden administration before the end of the year? According to former Wall Street insider, digital currency expert Tika Tawari, that could well happen. We might see members of the Biden administration introducing a digital dollar new to all of us. The business publication Business Insiders also confirmed this, quote, the U.S. Treasury's efforts to create a U.S. digital currency could be imminent. 
Tika Tawari believes the official announcement could come sometime this fall. That's why he's posted an online video to help you prepare. See it at a website set up just for this purpose. Go to dollarrecall.com to watch the video the mainstream media doesn't want you to see and to learn how to opt out of this digital dollar. Again, dollarrecall.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We're talking about... The politics of racism, naked, uh, indefensible racism, that is continuing to be the foundation of the Democrat Party. They've decided that the way to cure racism is by having explicit indefensible racism as the foundation of their political party. Because identity politics, I believe, in conjunction with cancel culture, is the twin pillar of the Democrat Party right now. 
they decide in every case who to believe and who not to believe, not based on the facts of a case, but based on the identity of the individuals involved. And here's a a little thought for all of you. Gavin Newsom said he's going to name a black woman to the United States Senate. Is there any way that they make a telephone call to Vice President Kamala Harris and say, hey, would you like to go back to the Senate? Now, I don't think Kamala will do it because I think she's convinced that she's going to be the President of the United States. I think she's delusional. I don't think she has any concept of the fact that her political career is over, that basically she is Dan Quayle. No offense, Dan Quayle, if you're listening. But I know you know that feeling in 1988 when Dan Quayle was attacked, I think unlike any vice president in most of our lives, and they destroyed his political viability. I think Kamala Harris is basically dealing with her own Dan Quayle moment. If she were conscious of the situation that she's in, she would think to herself, maybe I should just go back to the United States Senate. I can spend the rest of my life there. I can be there the next 30 or 40 years. And that way I kind of sidestep all of these issues associated with Joe Biden. Maybe I even open up the entire Democrat primary if I'm not the vice president anymore. Maybe I hasten Joe Biden stepping down. There are lots of different angles associated with this. I don't think Kamala Harris will do it. But when Gavin Newsom has made it clear that only black women are available for this job, how many highly qualified black women are there in the state of California that are prepared to be United States senators? I don't know. I'm not an expert in the racial dynamics and politics of California. But clearly Kamala Harris, who has already been a black woman senator, from California would fulfill Gavin Newsom's only two criteria that matter when it comes to appointing a new Democrat senator. She is black. She is a woman. I think it's probably a phone call you have to make. I presume the answer is no, but it's something certainly worth thinking about. When we come back, I'll take some of your calls, but I'll also lay out why this legacy of racism in the Democrat Party is so particularly pernicious and indefensible. In the meantime, Pure Talk came through big time for their customers this summer. They increased the data on their cell phone service plans by 50% without raising their monthly fees. Price remains the same, just 20 bucks a month. This new increased plan also comes with a mobile hotspot. Also, no price increases whatsoever. If you're with AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, never been a better time to switch their cell phone service on the same towers and network as one of those three companies, but at a much better price. Their monthly plan, still just 20 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, now 50% more 5G data, plus a mobile hotspot. Veteran-owned with a customer service team all working right here in the good old USA. Pure Talk has great 5G nationwide cell phone service. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to make the switch to Pure Talk today. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Make the switch to Pure Talk today. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Friday edition of the program. Talking about Gavin Newsom saying that he is only going to appoint a black woman to the United States Senate. It's a choice that will have to be made soon, probably, because we're dealing with the looming impact, potentially, of a government shutdown. You might be out there saying, you and Buck, you really haven't talked that much about it. 
Yeah, because it's going to eventually get resolved. I, I, I just, the, the, the idea that the day-by-day nuts and bolts, nitty-gritty of government shutdowns is really going to impact things in a substantial way. If we end up with a shutdown this weekend, I think within the next 10 days or so, we'll shut down, we'll end, and everybody who wasn't working will get paid back pay, and everything basically will be the exact same. So we haven't spent a lot of time on that. But it is indicative, I think, of the rotten core of the modern Democrat Party that identity politics is all that matters. That you could even say... I'm only going to appoint a black woman to this job, eliminating 94% of people from consideration for that job in the process, while also delegitimizing your ultimate pick because you aren't saying she's the best person for the job. You're saying she's the best black woman for the job, which means she only beat out 6% of the population, not 100% of the population. But when you think about it, This is an analogy that I think is so important, and I don't hear it made, and so I'm going to hammer this home for you. I bet every single person listening to me right now read To Kill a Mockingbird at some point when you were in school, and if you didn't read it, I bet your kids or grandkids read it. Nearly 100% penetration rate, it is by many statistical measures when they test these things the most popular novel ever written in the history of the United States. Harper Lee, To Kill a Mockingbird, came out in 1960. For those of you who don't remember the basic plot, the basic plot is this. A black man, Tom Robinson, is accused of raping a white woman, Mayella Ewell. And Atticus Finch is the southern attorney in small-town Alabama who is defending... Tom Robinson in the 1930s in the Jim Crow South. And his daughter, Scout, is the first person narrator of this story. All of the evidence reveals that Mayella Yule made up the rape. Tom Robinson never raped her at all. But under the existing Identity politics of 1930s Alabama, of a pre-civil rights South, an all-white jury convicted Tom Robinson of rape. Something that he did not do. Why did they convict him? Entirely because of his race. The white woman had to be believed over the black man because those were the identity politics rules of the pre-civil rights South. That was wrong. Scout, this young narrator of To Kill a Mockingbird, is astounded that truth and justice does not ultimately prevail, and that what matters is not the facts of a case, but your race in that case. What Democrats are doing is the exact same thing that the racist jury in To Kill a Mockingbird did. They are putting identity 
above all else. They aren't taking America into a better future. They are taking America into an awful past. This is really important. And I was thinking about it a lot this morning when I was doing my prep for the show, and I saw those quotes from Gavin Newsom, and I thought to myself, here we go again. Joe Biden said, I'm only going to put a black woman on the Supreme Court. He did it. Now Gavin Newsom is saying, I'm only going to put a black woman on the United States Senate. I think he's probably going to do it. The modern-day Democrat Party is racist. They are the exact same identity politics people who existed in the 1930s. In the 1940s, in the 1950s, in the American South in particular. They aren't elevating America to a place where your own success is determined by your own level of excellence, by the content of your character, not by the color of your skin. They're taking us back into a pre-civil rights era in America where all that matters is the color of your skin. And this, of course, is building on what happened to Brett Kavanaugh when we were all told, hashtag believe all women. This is an important truth. Men lie. Women lie. White people lie. Black people lie. Asian people lie. Hispanic people lie. Heterosexual people lie. Homosexual people lie. Trans people lie. All humans lie. That's why in the ideal version of justice, Lady Justice standing with the scales, she wears a blindfold. Why is she wearing a blindfold? Because she doesn't want the identity to impact how she weighs the scales of justice. That's what we aspired to in court, in justice itself. That is why Lady Justice is blind. What we are now recreating is a world where facts do not matter where there is no analysis whatsoever of who is telling the truth, but where instead the scales of justice are impacted entirely based on the identity of the individuals involved in a case. I'm not here to tell you that American justice is perfect. Certainly it's not. That's what Harper Lee was pointing out when she wrote her book in 1960 about the pre-civil rights South that America was failing to live up to the benedictions and appeals of the Declaration of Independence. That our more perfect union had not been created where equality and meritocracy dominated. And Democrats have just given up on that notion. And they are nakedly embracing the argument That whether you are telling the truth is a function not of facts, but of your identity. Whether it was with Brett Kavanaugh 
and his accusers, hashtag believe all women. You all know. Some women lie. Some men lie. You can never believe somebody based on their sex. You also can't believe anyone based on their gender. It's the same thing as sex. Based on their race. Based on their sexuality. Every single identity group has liars and truth tellers. And that is, to me, the root cancer of American society today. It's that we don't decide in much of the American body politic whether someone is innocent or guilty, whether they are right or wrong, based on analyzing all the facts and trying to be like Lady Justice and strip away all of our preconceived notion. That's why I became a lawyer. To try to be able to find the truth in the adversarial system of our courtroom, of our justice system in general. We don't do that anymore. And it all ties together. You can see that's what's going on with Donald Trump. That's why he's being charged. You can add politics in. If Donald Trump had run as a Democrat, he would have never been charged with any of these crimes. Donald Trump is being prosecuted because of his identity as a Republican. Many of you out there, you know what I heard most often when I was on my book tour? Most often, I heard people came up to me, they said, you say what I wish I could say. We live in an America where the culture of fear is so prevalent that every single one of you listening to me right now has had an opinion at some point in the last decade that you were afraid to put on Facebook, that you were afraid to share at work, that you were afraid to actually make public because you knew that based on your identity, you might lose your job. You might not be able to pay your mortgage. You might not be able to afford to pay for your kids to go to community college or to go to college or to go try to gain some skill and trade that you're helping to raise them for. That's wrong. And it's all rooted in identity politics, which is the toxic cancer of the Democrat Party, and it must be destroyed. But right now, they're not even hiding it. They're saying to you, straight out in the open, Gavin Newsom, who wants to be the next president of the United States for Democrats, I'm picking someone because she's a black woman. And you know what they'll use as their justification? If Gavin Newsom were coming on this program right now, you know why he'd say he's doing it? Because of the legacy of racism. Guess what? You don't cure racism with more racism. Look, you know right now, it's 50% less testosterone all over this country. Biden White House, place where they make racist and sexist decisions every single day. Probably the lowest amount of testosterone in the history of this country. I wish I could send him a bunch of chalk. I would do it right now. Truckloads of chalk. You remember when they wanted to drop all the broccoli off? Because George W. Bush didn't like broccoli. I'd like to drop off testosterone at the White House. I think it'd make a big difference. Couldn't hurt. Biden's got no energy anyway. 
A little bit of testosterone make a big difference. 50% less than your grandfather's and your great-grandfather's had. You know if you take the all-natural supplements at Chalk, you can have 20% more in as little. In as little as three months. You take the Chalk all-natural testosterone supplement, and you will have 20% more testosterone in your life. That's more vim. That's more vigor. That's more vitality. That's less Joe Biden-like behavior in your life. All you have to do is go to choq.com. That's choq.com. And you get 35% off everything that you buy for life. That is choq.com, chalk.com, 35% off for life. Do it today. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television Today, here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture, and a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Fired up with all of you on a Friday. A lot of reactions pouring in. Appreciate all of you out there listening. Uh, I'm going to take some of your calls here. We'll continue to do it throughout the course of Friday. 
Reminder, if you're just getting in your cars, just starting off your day listening to us, Doug Burgum, he is the only person who was on the stage Wednesday that we have not had on the program so far. He's North Dakota's governor. He's running for president of the United States. I thought he had a good performance on the debate stage on Wednesday. We'll have him on at 1.30. And then Tommy Lahren, who works with me at OutKick on Fox News all of the time. Many of you will know her. She does a fabulous show uh, on the OutKick network. She will be with us at 2.30. Brian, down in Panama City, Florida... I love it down there. I've got a place in Rosemary Beach. It is heaven on earth. What you got for us? It is heaven on earth. It was like 68 degrees this morning. It was gorgeous. Starting to feel Um, a little bit like fall in the south for the first time. Yes, 100%. Um, Governor Newsom announcing that he's going to pick one race or another, like, you, you can't do that when you're hiring somebody. That's illegal. You can't do, like, workplace discrimination most of us wander around our day-to-day lives at work, you know, stepping on eggshells because y- you can't do that stuff in the workplace. So how does that not apply in this situation? I know he's not hiring someone like he's running a business, but he is hiring someone. It is such a, thank you for the call. Uh, it is such a fantastic question. And particularly, I would say, in the wake of the decision striking down the use of affirmative action effectively in colleges and universities, you couldn't do what the what Joe Biden did putting Katanji Brown-Jackson on the Supreme Court. You couldn't do that at a college or university. I don't think somebody could come out and say, hey, I'm only going to appoint a black woman as the next president, publicly say that. I think there's a challenge that could be made legally on Gavin Newsom for saying he's only going to appoint a black woman. It's, it, to me, flagrantly unconstitutional. He can appoint a black woman. Again, I think he's actually insulting black women everywhere by saying he's only going to appoint a black woman. Why not just appoint a black woman? Give us a list of people you considered, say she's the best nominee. I don't understand why Joe Biden couldn't have done that. And of course, I do understand why, because... The rules of racism in the Democrat Party require that you bend your knee in front of groups that you believe have historically been discriminated against. That's the rationale that they're using. Kevin in Dayton, Ohio. Kevin, what you got for us? Yeah, I was so intrigued yesterday by uh, your your thesis regarding the friendship between Gavin Newsom and uh, and Trump. Yeah. And I was I kept waiting to hear. I mean, I and a lot a lot of my conservative friends believe that Biden will not actually be the nominee. What about the idea that Gavin Newsom will be dropped in at the convention? What does that do to your theory of wanting Trump to win? Yeah. So I think the problem with that is I don't understand how they pick Gavin Newsom over Kamala Harris. So my theory for people who didn't hear it yesterday is if you listen to everything that Gavin Newsom is saying, the way he's attacking every single Republican candidate but Trump, he says almost nothing negative about Trump at all. The fact that he's going on Fox News. The only thing that makes sense to me rationally is Gavin Newsom wants Trump to win because that would kneecap Kamala Harris because Gavin Newsom ultimately is painted into a corner under these racial politics standards that he is continuing to enforce. When he says, I'm only going to appoint a black woman to the United States Senate, 
how can he justify jumping over the black woman who is the sitting vice president of the United States? It's racist by Democrat Party identity politics standards. So I don't think that they could elevate Gavin Newsom over Joe Biden. They have to figure out a solution for the Kamala Harris problem because it's racist and sexist by Democrat Party standards for her not to be the next man or next woman up. And that is ultimately why I think Gavin Newsom wants Biden to lose because Kamala does too. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.